and welcome back. My name is Sue and welcome to another of our Learn with Sue Walk and Talk podcasts. We are here today to talk more about the science of emotions, positive psychology and neuroscience to help us be the best we can be. And in a recent Learn with Sue member session uh, in the last couple of weeks, we talked about primal beliefs. Now, I don't know if you've come across these. Um, it's a huge area of research with a paper that came out in 2019 and over 70 um, researchers contributing to a lot of the stuff that was going into that the previous sort of five years and now an awful lot of funding going into what these things called primal beliefs are. And we had a great discussion around this, so I thought it might be something that we could chat about on uh, our podcast. So if you think about primal beliefs, what are they? Um, well, they're kind of uh, a subset of beliefs specific to the overall character of the world rather than particular topics within it. What does that mean? Well, basically, um, the, the researcher, so Joe Clifton is one of the key researchers behind this, uh, talks about we conceive of primals as falling along continuous conceptual dimensions anchored by opposites, such as interesting compared to boring. And the purpose of this, uh, this research, and a lot of time and effort has gone into this. So uh, one of the things that they did, they analyzed over 80,000 tweets about the world. Um, they examined uh, nearly 1,800 quotes from uh, 358 of the most influential texts across uh, different cultures. Uh, they looked at the 840 most used adjectives um, that are used to sort of describe things. Uh, there were focus groups across the major world religions. There were focus groups in uh, Chinese context, so making sure that there's a global view um, described. As I say, over 70 researchers around the world managed what they called a five-stage iterative process to create primal classifications. Uh, 75 drafts and and a lot of time and effort. And what was interesting is, um, so five experts compiled a 415-page review of six academic disciplines within there as well, and then a systematic process to identify primals that are relevant. And the connection was also to the 24 character strengths of the VIA and the 10 uh, positive emotions that Barbara Fredrickson talks about. Uh, a retreat amongst some of the top psychologists and thinkers in this space was also included, which uh, I hope was somewhere scrummy. Now, why is this being examined? Well, it's being examined in the context of positive psychology because there seems to be a strong link to our primal beliefs and well-being. And I'll share with you what some of these, what they call these primals or these primal beliefs are and how that they work. Um, so what they found is initially, almost every day or every week, they were getting new um, dichotomies, new dimensions, if you like, around those um, what they call continuous conceptual dimensions. And um, then it, it sort of slowed down. And this is when they realized that maybe they'd uh, investigated enough and they had some of the key ones. Um, so as I say, Joe Clif Clifton uh, published a paper, I think it was actually at the end of 2018. And as I say, since then, lots and lots of uh, research funding has gone into this. And what they've got is a cluster of three overarching beliefs that fit into, do we see the world as good or bad? 
So if you think about these world beliefs, these primal beliefs, um, what is it about? It's basically overall, do you see the world as a good place or a bad place? And then what they did is all of these dimensions they came up with through analysis, they explored, well, do some of them feed into others? So I'm going to share a few of these with you and you can tell me, uh, come back to me with your thoughts on these of how they fit and most importantly, what we do with it. So the interesting thing is the research, even though it's been going on for five years, is actually really only just starting into this uh, space. And some of the ongoing research is being applied in a clinical setting, in developmental psych, um, really looking at organizations, politics, culture, etc., um, to establish where do we get them from? Is it through our upbringing, our genetics, which is not seeming to be uh, likely as yet? Um, and then my question is, what can I do with them? So we had a really interesting discussion uh, about this, and I, and I don't think there are necessarily key answers yet, um, but what we might be able to do with these sort of primal beliefs. So let's get stuck in then. So is the world good or bad? That's the first um, sort of high level primal of are we seeing the world as good or bad? Then we've got the three overarching beliefs that are under that, if you like, the next level down, uh, which is safe compared to dangerous, enticing versus dull, alive versus mechanistic. Then underneath each of those, there are um, seven, seven and three. So seven under safe, seven under enticing and three under alive. Uh, other beliefs that then sort of, um, I suppose, make these up. So let's have a look at what they are and hopefully you can sort of follow along and see what you think about this. So if we think about the key primals, the overarching, if we start with safe versus dangerous, what is this about? Well, it's do I see the world as a safe place or a dangerous place? Now, this isn't just about am I going to get mugged on a street corner? Am I going to get shot in the street? Am I going to, um, it could be to do with an illness. Uh, am I going to come down with a dreaded illness? Am I get, if you live in Australia, am I getting eaten by a shark or killed by a spider or something? It's not just those sorts of things. The safe versus dangerous is also about, do I see um, the world overall as a safe place, such as um, germs, um, little things, traffic, is it dangerous? Uh, riding a bike, is it dangerous? It's about the, the little things as well as the, the bigger things. So it's not always about ending my life, as in, is it safe versus dangerous? It's um, do I see the world generally as a scary place? There are lots of things to be worried about, etc. And one of the things that I really uh, like about this, um, Joe Clifton actually wrote a paper or an article for Psychology Today, and he said, well, what would I do with this information so far? And he said it's instantly changed his parenting. Because um, if you see the world as a safe place, ironically, it doesn't appear that you have more things uh, negative happen to you, um, as in you don't suddenly get struck by all the dangerous things. Um, but it does lead to uh, lower well-being or seems to have an impact on our well-being. So are you one of the people who sees the world as a safe place full of cooperation, comfort, stability and few threats? Or are you somebody who sees the world as dangerous, filled with misery, decay, brutality and dangers of all sorts? 
If you look at the things that go underneath this, and I'd love you to think about perhaps how you might uh, play out on this. And at the end of the session, I'll give you the link where you can um, perhaps take the, the test yourself. So the ones that go underneath it. So we've got pleasurable versus miserable. <laughs> um, so if you think about uh, what that means, it's probably fairly obvious. Uh, but if, if we think about pleasurable versus miserable, um, is your world filled with pleasure or is it filled with misery? We've got regenerative versus degenerative. So that's that does the world grow and thrive or does it decay? Uh, progressing versus declining. So do you see the world as improving and progressing or getting worse? Uh, harmless versus harmful. So in general, is the world harmless or is it harmful? Is it out to get you? Uh, cooperative versus competitive. So again, how do you see the world? Um, do you see it as a constant competition or do we see the world as potentially having a more cooperative uh, working together view? Uh, stable versus fragile. So how fragile do we see the world? Um, again, links to that safety versus dangerous element and then just versus unjust. Um, so do you see, um, does things, does karma come around? Is it a just society as in if something bad happens, then um, potentially you're going to get your comeuppance if you like. So when we think about those different areas, these are some of the uh, lower level, shall we say, primals uh, that sit underneath that overarching one of um, safe versus dangerous. OK, so that's the first one. If we then think about the next level, this is enticing versus dull. And I have to say, I think I scored on nearly all of these, apart from the last one, I scored at like five out of five. Um, so clearly I do see the world as enticing. Um, so what have you got under that? You've got um, interesting versus boring. So do you see the world as an interesting place or not? Uh, beautiful versus ugly. And I have to admit, this is definitely me um, when I'm out there in the world of I'm constantly noticing how amazing things are, sometimes the annoyance of those around me. Uh, abundant versus barren. So do you see the world as a, a place filled with abundance or are you seeing it of lacking? So things are lacking. Uh, worth exploring versus not worth exploring. Again, I had a five out of five on this one. Um, do you see the world as somewhere that it's worth knowing more about, exploring, learning more about, being curious or not? Uh, meaningful versus meaningless. So do you see the world as having some sense of meaning out there? Do you mean something as in does your existence uh, have a sense of meaning or not? Uh, improvable, Im ooh, improvable versus hard to improve. So improvable, basically, do you see that there is the possibility of things being improved by you or others? Um, can things get better or is it actually hard to improve on anything? And the last one, I didn't score very highly on this one. Do you think the world is funny versus not funny? And we had a great conversation around this because one person on the, on the group did uh, score pretty high on this. And she said, I do find the world hilarious. Um, but it's got really cool questions around, um, do you uh, find the world uh, is filled with hilarity, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so there's some really cool questions around, as I say, how do you view the world? Um, and as I say, is it funny or not? Now, again, think about this particular dimension. Uh, enticing versus dull is the overarching. And then those ones that I just read out are the ones that are underneath. Now. I've spent a little bit of time on those two hierarch 
or sort of overarching ones of the safe and the enticing. There is a third, which is the alive versus mechanistic. And yet through the research, they have indicated that this has a, seems to have a lower impact on well-being. So the first two, the safe and the enticing, seem to have quite a strong pull uh, towards do we um, have high levels of well-being or not. The last three, the alive versus mechanistic, there are three that fall under this. Intentional versus unintentional. So if you think about what that says, it's things like, um, I'll give you some of the questions. Events happen according to a broader purpose. What happens in the world is meant to happen. Everything happens for a reason, etc. Um, so is it intentional or is it not? Uh, needs me versus doesn't need me. So this includes questions around the universe needs me for something important. Life has an important part for me to play. The world needs me and my efforts. So am I relevant in that way? And then interactive versus indifferent. Um, so if we think about these ones, it's basically my connection, I suppose, with um, uh, the way the world is. So if we think about that interactive element, does, do I interact with the world? Do I not? Etc. So if we think about these, the what, what am I going to do with this? The way that I wanted to look at it is if the overarching ones of safe and enticing are the key ones that seem to have a relevance to well-being, then what can I do uh, around this? And as I say, there were also what they call five neutral primals that don't uh, seem to change whether you see the world as good or bad. So the alive versus mechanistic seems to have a lower impact on the, the overarching. And these five primals, the neutral ones, have don't seem to have any uh, impact on whether you see the world as good or bad. So I'll just mention what they are. Interconnected versus separable, changing versus static, hierarchical versus non-hierarchical, understandable versus too hard to understand, unacceptable versus unacceptable. Okay, so let's pop them to one side for a moment and think about then the ones that perhaps could have an impact for us. If I want to uh, focus on my well-being and how I'm going to improve my well-being, how do I handle adversity when it comes at me? This body of research seems to indicate that if I focus on some of these dimensions that fit under safe versus dangerous or enticing versus dull, then I'm probably going to get a bigger bang for my buck. So the way I think about this is the questions will give me some answers. So if I'm taking this questionnaire and I read some questions and the way I answer it says I score three out of five on a particular dimension or five out of five on a particular dimension. If the research also then indicates to me that um, that dimension is important or seems to correlate with high levels of well-being, the questions will give me a clue what to do. So this is the way that I look at, look at it. I appreciate you may look at it differently and maybe you've got some other ideas. Um, I went to some of the ones under enticing versus dull and thought to myself, okay, well, what can some of these questions tell me? So if I go to the interesting versus boring element, the questions are, the world is a somewhat dull place where plenty of things are not that interesting. Most things in life are kind of boring. It feels like interesting, exciting things surround us all the time. And then while some things are interesting, most things are pretty dull. So if I look at those questions, they kind of give me a clue that if I can find more things interesting rather than boring, then it's going to increase my um, scores, if you like, around it. But most importantly, it's going to increase my view of the world as a good place versus a not so good place. 
So again, you may, may dispute my thinking here. What I'm then going is, okay, well, how do I find more things interesting? How do I look for things that are more interesting? When I then go to the beautiful versus ugly, which is the next um, primal, nearly everything in the world is beautiful. Though some things are incredibly beautiful, they're few and far between. There's beauty everywhere, no matter where we look. And in life, there's way more beauty than ugliness. Now, you'll see with all of these questions, some of them are reverse scored, obviously. Um, but again, this is telling me, well, if I see the world as more beautiful, then it seems to increase my results around enticing versus dull, which helps me see the world as good, which is good for my well-being. So again, how do I notice the beauty? How do I be interested in the beauty around me? And this is the way that I'm working it because the research is fairly new and there's lots of things we don't know yet of whether it's linked to genetics, which seems to be doubted and certainly I would doubt, or whether it's linked to um, upbringing, etc., whether it's linked to personality preferences, etc. Um, this is all to be, to be investigated with lots of good questions being asked. What I think is interesting that the research has found so far is it doesn't seem to be linked to socioeconomic. So they actually found that there are many there are as many people who are wealthy that have a view of the world as bad as not wealthy. So this was an interesting thing that the socioeconomic status as far as wealth actually didn't seem to uh, play out that if you were rich you thought the world was good and if you were poor you thought the world was bad sort of thing. It wasn't as cut and dried as that. So as I say, for me what do I do with this? I go to the questions and I always say this when we run our diploma, I always say to people with the inventories, if you're not sure what to do with your scores, go back to the questions. The questions will give you clues. So if I want to improve the way that I'm thinking about things, if I go back to some of the um, progressing versus declining, for instance, uh, or if I go back to the cooperative versus competitive, what is it that I'm looking for? What is it that I'm noticing? And I'll give you a version of the progressive versus declining. So on the, world, on the whole, the world is getting worse. It feels like the world is going downhill. Though the world has problems, on the whole, things are definitely improving, or it feels like the world is getting better and better. Now, one of the things I think is interesting here is if you watch the news, you probably do feel like the world is declining because the news is often highlighting the things that are negative, where things are going downhill, where things are getting worse. Um, you might find on your social media feed, that's what you hear a lot of. Um, again, what are you tuning into? Um, I know every year there is always a list of some of the most amazing things that are published um, or have been achieved or accomplished. And these are the things I suppose I like to focus on. Now, does that mean we're putting our head in the sand because we see the world as progressing? Or does it mean that we tend to focus on the things where we see progression, we see benefits? I see so many people creating amazing ripple effects every day and trying to improve the world, trying to improve the world for more disadvantaged people. Uh, one of my diploma students recently had a uh, shared an example of being able to change someone's life around. Somebody I was talking to last night on one of our sessions was talking about how they've got a whole community together. Now, maybe that's why my view of the world tends to be more positive because I hear some of these things. My question to you is, what are you seeking out? Are you noticing where things are declining or boring or barren or not worth exploring? 
or are you noticing the things where things are progressing, interesting, beautiful and worth exploring? So thank you for exploring a little bit on the primals with me. If you'd like to join us on future uh, sessions on Learn With Sue, please consider becoming a member. Uh, on our Learn With Sue membership, we have all sorts of things, exciting monthly conversations with experts live. We have live events, we have courses, research reviews, and much, much more. So do check us out on learnwithsue.com.au and maybe consider becoming a member of our Learn With Sue community. Thanks everybody, I'll see you again next time. Bye.